Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Faith and Fashion Podcast, where we discuss topics on both faith and fashion that are relatable to the everyday woman. This podcast episode is brought to you by Two Posh Pineapples Christmas VIP event. We want to invite you to join us Saturday, December 1st from 4 to 8 p.m. to get all of your Christmas shopping done. Hey guys, thank you for joining us today and tuning in to the Faith and Fashion Podcast. We are here today to talk about a book by Candace Cameron Bure. It's called Kind is the New Classy. And um, we just wanted to start kind of by saying um, how much we love Candace. She's um, just awesome. I follow her on Instagram and, um, she's just a a classy lady. And so when her book came out, I wanted to read it because I think that kindness just really needs to make a comeback. And, um, so I wanted to see what she had to say about it. So we're going to be talking about the book and we're going to break this up into two episodes because we have quite a bit to say. Um, but we'll we'll just get right into it. Okay, so first of all, when I was reading this, I just wanted to highlight the whole thing because I thought everything she said was pretty much spot on yes. with what was happening in our world today. Um, but on page 18, Candace paints a picture of what Classy looks like. And when you think of Classy, what is the first thing that comes to mind to you, Ashley? When I think of classy, I think of someone who has it together. I think of someone who has their personal life together, their spiritual life together, their physical appearance together. I mean, because it all kind of goes right there hand Mm -hmm. in hand. And so that's my first Yeah, and that's pretty much what Candace says, but she says that some people, when they think of classy, they think of um, nice clothes, expensive jewelry, expensive shoes, all, like, outside appearance. Right. Um, But that isn't always the case. You might be really beautiful outside, but the inside of you might be black and cold and awful. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) after explaining what she thought some people may think of when they think of classy, she talks about what her definition of true class is. And this is what she says. She said, while those images certainly feel classy, I believe that true classiness comes from the heart in the, in the form of kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, because like I said, you might be beautiful on the outside, but the inside of you is ugly. Um, yeah. So I think our goal is to um, have our inside reflect what we, or outside reflect on what we are on the inside. Right, exactly. On page 19, so oops, on the next page, Candace talks about ways people try to buy that feeling of classy. So have you experienced that in your life, do you think, trying to buy that feeling? I think maybe I didn't know that that's what I was doing, Mm -hmm. Um, but... Certainly, I've experienced lows where I felt like, and I don't know why we as Christians always do this, but I feel like we always try to find another way to solve our problems. Mm -hmm. And even though when we're giving advice, like if I give you advice and you say to me, Ashley, I'm just really struggling with this, then my first go-to for you is to pray about it. Mm -hmm. But my first go-to within my own self and my problems is I think just subconsciously to 
try to solve it myself mm-hmm. or try to figure out a way that I can solve it. Um, so a lot of times for me that looks like um, an Amazon package mm-hmm. or, you know, <laughs> something that I think is going to make me feel good. Either it's clothes or shoes or whatever the case is. I think we don't realize maybe that we're doing it, but I do I do definitely think that, that I see it in my own life. Yeah, I definitely agree because if I'm having a really crappy day and I just woke up, or wake up in an awful mood, I'll try and um, put on some cute clothes and hopefully that fixes it. And obviously cute clothes is not always the answer. (laughs) Not always. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't hurt, but, um, yeah. Um, so down on that page a little bit, she talks about, um, trailblazing women. So obviously a whole bunch of women came before us and they, um, they had it a little differently than we have it now. Um, she talks about women like uh, Rosa Rosa Parks, Gertrude Elderly, Amelia Earhart, um, Harriet Beecher Stowe. Who are some, or what do you think are some women in maybe your life who were trailblazers for you personally? Um, I think that over the years, I mean, certainly whenever I was younger, I didn't realize that's what was taking place. But over the years, and, and now especially that I'm older, I'm able to see how there have been strong women in my life who have certainly played an important role. Um, my mom, for one, she's super strong, the strongest woman I know. And I think that it takes a lot of self-control and a lot of discipline to be classy. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times maybe people don't see it that way. If they look at you from the outside, sometimes it may, um, you know, if you hold your tongue about things that may look like you're weak, but I totally disagree. And I think that, you know, you, you have this responsibility as a Christian to um, be like Jesus and, and shine his light. And so I think that certainly my mom has been a person that I feel like is, is classy and definitely has uh, been a trailblazer for me. Yeah. Moms are awesome. Um, but also, um, I grew up in the same church. I've been going to the same church since I was born. Yeah. Um, so there have been lots of women, um, who may not be with us now. Um, sure. Who I think were pretty much the definition of classy. So Absolutely. They, I think they helped all of us who attend that church. Um, Candace, um, obviously, like I said, we, Candace grew up with less limitations than people before her, like her mom or her grandma. Mm -hmm. Um, And she um, quotes the verse Luke 12, 48. It says, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Mm. Um, Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful. (laughs) Yeah, so basically what that means is that we have a lot of opportunities that women before us um, didn't have. And since we have all these extra opportunities, we um, have a big job ahead of us to... Um, spread kindness. Right. I agree 100%. Okay. She talks about empowered women versus empowered women on page 23 of the book. I definitely, by the way, think you all should go and read it. But on 23, on page 23 of the book, she talks about empowered versus empowered. So basically, um, empowered, E-M, powered, um, 
is by the idea that the world owes something to us. So because I'm a woman, I deserve more than, or I deserve something because maybe the world wasn't that great to us before. Right. Um, and empowered, I empowered, women believe that she can do anything because God is enough. Um, so basically the difference between the two is um, since the world owes us something, then we need to, um, we should expect it. Mm-hmm. But that might not always be the case. True. I think something that the reason why kindness maybe is not as popular as it is now is because our she talks about the me first mentality. Um, yes. What do you when you think of the me first mentality? What do you think of Ashley? Literally everyone. <laughs> I mean, and I don't mean that ugly because I certainly fall into that category myself. um, And I find that sometimes I have to step back and say, Ashley, like, you know, come on. Um, But I think it's just the world we live in today. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is about me. What can I get? What can I gain from this? What can I get from being friends with this person? Or um, how fast can I get what I want? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just all about me. And and I think that we as a society have just kind of allowed that to evolve into this thing where that's all everybody thinks about now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's unfortunate because I dare say that it was not like that when you know our parents were growing up yeah I think Candace in the book put it really great she said that the me first mentality walks into a room asking what it can get kindness walks into a room seeking to give seeking to give with no expectation of return um, the me first mentality sizes people up according to the outward appearance and kindness sees every each and every person as precious and uniquely crafted in the image of God so I thought that that was a really beautiful way to put that yes and she also talks about um how you know every person has value because Mm -hmm. every person was created in his image Mm -hmm. and when i read that i just thought my goodness how is that something that i have never thought of before you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like as much as you read the bible and as much as you um go to church and whatever you know that is the plainest most obvious thing that we should all know is that every person has value the same value might I add like I think that's something that we miss all the time is that you know you and I or me and my neighbor though we may not get along or whatever we have the same value because God created us all in his image Mm -hmm. and I think once you really get that ingrained in your mind it's a little easier for you to treat people how you'd want to be treated Mm -hmm. She talks about being the best example, Um, and the way she put it, I don't know why I never thought of it this way, because (laughs) I feel like it's really simple, but she um, says when she, every single decision that she makes, um, she thinks, what will people say about Jesus because of me? Mm. And I was like, oh, Lord, that is... (laughs) Yes. I had the same reaction. (laughs) I was like, Candace, you stepped on all ten of my toes. Yes. (laughs) Gosh, so I just thought that was a really great way to put that. Yeah. So what are some ways that we sh- either try to be the best example or um, what are ways that you try to be a good example? <laughs> um, well, I think for me it looks a little bit different than maybe you because I have 
small children at home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it is so true what they say that they see and hear everything you do. And they are little sponges and they just pick everything up. And there are times when I will say things, you know, driving in the car. I mean, everyone who knows me knows that I have a tiny, teeny, tiny bit of road rage. Mm -hmm. Teeny, tiny. Teeny, tiny. And, um... (laughs) And so sometimes, I mean, I don't ever get, like, violent or anything. Just put that out there. (laughs) But sometimes, um, you know, I'll catch myself saying, you know, use a turn signal or something, you know. And and Mason will repeat it. Or she will uh, notice that someone's driving slow and she'll say, go, you know. And and, And so for me, being a good example is more than just when you go out and when you meet new people and whatever, it's right at home. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's every day, every second, you know, you have to, um, you know, watch what you say and, and watch your attitude and how you feel about things and how you talk about other people because that certainly rubs off on them. And it may not be right then in that moment, but it, it oftentimes can be when you least expect it. I think <laughs> most moms would uh, would agree. Yeah, um, my love language is words of affirmation. So I mm-hmm. um, try to tell people all the time, I think you're doing a great job. I appreciate what you do. Um, lately, I've been trying to um, send, I like to get stuff in the mail. Yes. So I've been trying to send thank you cards and things like that just to show that what, even if it was super small, that it was appreciated. Yeah. Um, and mail is like such a lost art. Yes. I mean, you know, snail mail. Um, people, (laughs) I, people get away from that. And, you know, I think it's, it is so lovely. I mean, everyone knows I love a a package, Yeah, but, um, especially your mailman. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. He, he, I'm sure does not like me. Um, but I love letters because yes, it's great to get a text and yes, it's great to get an email and that's wonderful and it makes you feel good. But for someone to take the time to like sit down and hand write something, Mm -hmm. It just means so much more, I mm-hmm. think. And we've gotten away from that. And, you know, I'll step off my soapbox. but <laughs> Definitely, because I had never bought stamps before. Okay? <laughs> so <laughs> Avery had to take me to the post office and show me how to buy stamps. So, I mean, <clears throat> it's fine. fine. <laughs> um, she discusses on page 37 the difference between primary purpose and secondary priority so um basically what she said is that her purpose and as christians all of our purpose should be is to do things for the glory of god and um that that should be all of our primary purposes secondary priorities are things that um maybe point in that direction so i think for us or for me this business two posh pineapples is something that um points to that because we try to do things and um, run our business in a more Christianly manner. Sure. That's what I have on that. You have any other thoughts on that? I mean, I agree with you. I think that no matter what you're doing in life, um, whether it's your day job or, you know, a, a side hustle, a hobby, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, your any other things that you do in your life, should you know benefit your primary purpose which as christians ours is um to bring glory to god so i i definitely agree i think that whatever else you're doing 
you're doing it like you're working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we know that Candace was obviously DJ on Full House. Yes. Um, and then after Full House was over, she um, stopped her acting career because she had babies. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to be at home. Her and her husband decided that the way they wanted to run their home was one of them be home with the kids. So he was a hockey player. Yeah. I think. (laughs) And um, so he wasn't in the position to retire from that yet. So she took time off from the acting industry. And people told her that she was nuts for it. Right. Um, She said that the world thought she was crazy for leaving when she did because not only was she a child actor that grew up doing it and we all know you know sometimes the child actors they don't always pan out or they get crazy yeah um so (laughs) the world told her that it was crazy but it ended up um she stopped acting it then let her husband do his thing and then they switched so now she's i think just as um popular or famous if you want to put it that Mm -hmm. way than as she was back then right so um do you think that there has been a time in your life where the world told you that you were nuts banana sandwich and um maybe it was just god's timing for you um let's see (laughs) i'm trying to think i mean certainly there were times when i thought things were crazy and i didn't really understand which direction my life was going Mm -hmm. and um you know, maybe others saw me as crazy. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, I don't know. I can't think of any time when really specifically mm-hmm. where I felt like people thought. Can you? No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's not a good thing. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we didn't notice that people thought we were crazy. Right? <laughs> Probably they still think we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um... So, obviously, knowing your purpose is important because, um, well, if you don't know your purpose, then you're just wandering around life aimlessly. Right. Um, But she said that it was important for her to know her purpose because she, um, like she said, her purpose was, her ultimate purpose was to glorify God. And she refused to take um, specific jobs, acting jobs, um, whatever, that didn't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Just to point out that if you don't know what's important to you, then you don't know when God is like, now, Amanda, (laughs) you know that's not really what you should be doing. Right. If you don't know what your goal is long term. Right. You can't set any boundaries if you don't know your purpose and the things you need to do to get there, then, you know, you may just Mm -hmm. do all the things, not, not set any boundaries or whatever. On page 49, um, Candace talks about the importance of serving others. So, um, as Christians, our purpose is to look and act like Jesus. And Jesus um, took every opportunity that he found um, to serve others. And she said that though you think putting yourself second in this way by serving others, that it would drain your energy, it actually does the opposite. It gives you energy. So have you ever experienced a time where serving others maybe gave you um, more energy, made you feel happy, I guess is the word? I have several examples of this, probably not as many as I should. (laughs) Um, But just to take the simplest one, um, 
and I'm sure that you have done this as well, but, you know, going to Starbucks or McDonald's or wherever mm-hmm. it is we're going and then paying for the person behind you. And it's simple and it's small and it's, you know, not really anything that's grand. Mm-hmm. But when you leave, knowing that you just made that person's day by something so small, something that you probably will never get a thank you for because they don't know you and they don't probably chase you down to tell you thank you. Um, you know, but it makes you feel so good mm-hmm. because you know you just made their day. And and I think that that says a lot. If you are are putting someone else before you and you're being kind and you are even those little small acts of kindness and it makes you feel so good, then that tells you that is what mm-hmm. we're supposed to be doing. If it makes you feel that good and that, you know, joyful, then that's absolutely the right path you're supposed to be on. I agree with that. Um, So, obviously, probably finding what you're supposed to be doing isn't always the easiest road. And she talks a little bit about that on page 50 where she said that God is preparing you right now even if you're in a tough season. And I was like, oh. (laughs) That's, that's profound. <laughs> yeah. Um, because you you may be um, feeling like you're just not, your life is not where you thought it was going to be at this point in your life. And then you're, um, you're just not where God wants you to be yet. He has lots of things planned for you that you can't see. Right. Um, do you have any other thoughts on that? Um, well, I mean, I think it's. I know for me in my own life, you know, sometimes when we think there's nothing going on, Mm -hmm. like when we think God must be paying attention to Amanda right now because there is nothing going on in my life. It's so boring. (laughs) Or, you know, I'm just in this season of stillness um, or even a tough spot. You know, we might just think that he he's, you know, preoccupied with someone else. And Mm -hmm. that's fortunately for us could not be furthest from the truth because he can do everything. Like mm-hmm. he can, you know, teach you a lesson and teach me one at the same time, you know, and, and sometimes it can be that we both need the same lesson at the same time. And, <laughs> and quite often in our business, I think that is the truth. Um, but, but I think that, yes. <laughs> you know, we might feel like there's downtime or that there's a time when nothing is happening, a season of just stillness and, there could be a lesson in that, mm-hmm. whether it's patience or, you know, whatever it is, there, there is a lesson, I believe, in everything. And so um, definitely a takeaway that we can get out of it. We just have to pay attention and listen. Yeah, he's not going to make you go through something for nothing. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a exactly. point. So Candace gives us some tips on some ways to help us find our purpose, um, which... All throughout this book, she has little sections that are called Your Turn, where she gives you um, tips on maybe things that had helped her come to some conclusions in her life. Um, but some ways that she said that you could maybe help find your purpose is look for cues in your past. So what motivated you in the past to um, just made you feel like you were doing something great or whatever? Consider your passions in the present. So what right now would make you makes you get excited what makes you get up in the morning right um which could be like anything it could be like painting mm -hmm. or really anything I mean it's so 
crazy house, something that you may see as being not at all related to your purpose, he totally can make that for his glory. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you just allow it. Which, let me add that I love the sections that are your turn in Mm -hmm. these books because how often have you read a book and they're telling you, this is what you need to do, Mm -hmm. but then you think, how do I do that? I don't even know how to even begin with that. And so I think that that's a really great thing about this book and something that's special about this is that she doesn't just preach at you what you need to do. She has little exercises on how to accomplish that. Mm -hmm. The third tip she gives you for finding your purpose is pray to the purpose maker. And I was like, why? Duh. Yeah. (laughs) Like I said earlier, like we always want to say like, what can I do to fix this problem? What Mm -hmm. can I, you know, can I throw money at it? Can Mm -hmm. I, you know, buy new clothes or let me go talk to my BFF and, and whatever, but we should just be praying. Yeah. Um, and especially cause you can, you can pray anywhere, all the places. Yes. Um, you can write it down, which is like, I like to do that because I'm forgetful. So I yeah. like to be able to look and see what I've prayed for. Um, out loud, you can, you know, silently, however you pray, you pray. Yeah. And one thing I really like about journaling, which I'm not very good at journaling, um, because I feel like I'm super duper busy. So when I do get a chance to write stuff down, like half of it is gone already. Um, but (laughs) yeah, we know you're memory. (laughs) But I think one thing that's so good about journaling is that when you write down the things you pray for, then you can go back Mm -hmm. and see those things that have been answered. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not just like, because sometimes I feel like we pray for things and then we get the answer and we never go back and say, Lord, thank you. Mm -hmm. I prayed for this and you, you answered me, Mm -hmm. you know, because we forget about things that we pray for. I think uh, again about the me, 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 me. Um, but you know, I, so that's, what's really good about journaling. Mm -hmm. Um, the next thing is listen. So you can pray all you want, but if you don't listen to his answers, you ain't going to get nowhere. So, um, so you have to be quiet and attentive to what God is trying to say to you. Yeah. And then the last thing is journaling, like Ashley already touched on a little bit. I'm not very good at journaling either, um, just because I don't really think I have anything great to say per se, but maybe it's something I should start. Yeah. And I think, like, like I say, like, I'm not an expert on this because I don't journal and I should, (laughs) but I think my, the reason why I don't, one reason, I mean, I'm super busy. But when I sit down to write, I want it to look nice. Mm-hmm. Like if you, we talked about this before about with our planners and things like that. If I start making a to-do list or anything and I misspell a word or something and I have to go back You're and cross it. Yes, it's gone. <laughs> I have to remove it and I have to start all over. I cannot stand it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that like is part of just like my creative brain. It just can't. I don't know. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. Um, But so I think that's one reason why I'm terrible at journaling because it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. It just has to be from the heart, you know? I'm definitely a perfectionist. I mean, I was working on something earlier and I just could not (laughs) get it. Y'all, y'all will find out what it was at a later date, but um, I just couldn't do it. And Ashley was like, Amanda, just get it together and do it. Okay. (laughs) And it really looked great, you guys. You will see later. It really looked great. But she, obviously, we're we're so critical of ourselves. And we're more critical of ourselves than we are of other people. But certainly it's true for her. 
Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what chapter? Okay, in chapter two. Oh, Lord, we're already looking at chapter one. Okay, well, good conversation. Um, in chapter two, she starts off with um, a story about a t-shirt that she decided to wear causing so much controversy. Controversy. That's a hard word. Um, so basically, just to give you the gist of the story, is that she got up, or she saw a t-shirt on Amazon that said, Not Today, Satan. And she thought, when she saw it on Amazon, she was like, I need that shirt. And one morning, she got up to um, do some recording for Fuller House, and she wasn't having the best day. So she was like, I need this t-shirt, because it's going to really give me that boost of energy to get through the day. Um, so what is your Not Today, Satan t-shirt? Do you have something that you do or you wear that makes you feel like, sure, I can get through this day if I just have this? Um, now I need to go make myself one of those shirts. <laughs> um, because I was just thinking, like, I don't really have a thing per se. Mm -hmm. I know that when I'm having, like, a particularly rough morning or rough start, I will grab my coffee and then I might look for a verse that I think will inspire me, motivate me, whatever, to proceed. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't really have anything that's like, I don't know, that, I don't know, like she had the shirt. Mm -hmm. So now I need to go make a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't necessarily have a t-shirt that says not today Satan, but I have a pair of um, cheetah print pants. Oh my goodness, all the cheetah. I love it. And y'all, I really did not think I'd be the girl. I wish y'all could know me like years ago because Ashley could probably <laughs> tell you that she would never wear such a thing. But anyway, I found these pants at Old Navy on clearance for like $9 and it was a deal. And sometimes, Which I'm super jealous about because I can never find sales. I'm just not that person. <laughs> um, I'm so sorry that happens to you. <laughs> um, but when I... Um, maybe need an extra boost of confidence for today. I put on those pants. I just feel like I can take on the world. Yes. I probably need some red shoes to go with it because red is definitely my power color. So, um, like Tiger Woods. Isn't Tiger Woods power color red? I don't even know. You should know that, I think. I I will have to find out now. <laughs> so, okay. I need a Not Today Satan shirt. I can make that. I need some cheetah pants. It sounds like I need a new wardrobe. That makes sense to me. <laughs> That's always the answer. Yes. That's where we'll stop today. Tune in on November 19th when part two will drop. We love the book so much that we want to give you one. Head over to our Facebook page and share the post about this podcast episode and be entered to win a copy of the book. Thank you for tuning in and listening. If you have any questions or have a topic you want to hear us talk about, you can email them to faithandfashion at twoposhpineapples.com. If you enjoyed today's topic, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll get a notification when new episodes drop. Also, let others know what you think by giving us some stars and leaving a review.